So, our intrepid adventurers, or should I say our elderly professors and <laughs> gentlemen um, from all over the land, have journeyed to a, a dilapidated old house in the middle of the forest just north of old of New York to visit their friend or colleague, Dr. Kenneth Connolly, who has for them a splendiferous device, and a, uh, an invention he has made which is going to change the world. They arrived through some very, very strange weather to find the house incredibly dilapidated, dark and spooky. They met some characters, a couple of women and a man, and were told by this, I say manservant, an odd, an odd fellow named William, that the professor has disappeared and the last time he saw him was in the library. Our characters journeyed into the library where they found it had been converted into a steampunk dream. A workshop, or maybe a laboratory, of epic proportions. There were strange devices, papers, and odd equations drawn on the... I said the very wall, it wasn't, it was on a blackboard. Or a green board, apparently. <laughs> Chalkboard. <laughs> Chalkboard. Apparently, you, you wrote the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Curran, playing the uh, Professor Charles Keane, being Curran, walked into the middle of the room where there was a device an odd suit a helmet a backpack gloves and boots and then, to the, the, then another pair of boots and gloves attached to its belt and he immediately put it on and although nothing dreadful happened uh, much to everyone's disappointment um he did notice that something was missing on the arm there appeared to be uh, a hole about five inches long, four inches long, an inch deep, an inch wide, where something is missing. And I believe we are going to jump straight back into the action with Curran right now. Mm. Right, so it might be that my my age has gotten the better of me and I can't quite make sense of this, but it appears, though, something is missing from my forearm area. Does everyone see this? Come here, let this me take is... a look at that. I don't see yeah, blood. See... Uh, can I recognize the shape? Do I know maybe what is missing or what I have? Yeah, it's, it's like, a, like a cuboid. It's where you fit the remote. Check the couch cushions. Yeah, check, check, check the desks, check, uh, check everything else around. We did just kind of come in here and put the suit on without actually looking at anything yeah. else in the room. So uh, Claire... You the chalkboard, what, what do you see on that? Well, so Claire, so the others are by the chalkboard. So Diana and uh, Professor uh, Dr. Quinn were by the chalkboard. But Claire has been by the table and she just picks up a piece of paper that was lay on top and says, could could this be the missing object? And it's she sort of hands of it over to um, uh, Professor Keen. What this device on here, this looks like it could fit into that, that hole that you just described. I'm not sure if I should do this, but... <laughs> I just, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to do it. Just and and I put it into the 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 arm slot. Um, the paper. Yeah. So the paper itself is probably too big to fit into the arm slot. Although if you wanted to kind of scrumble it up, it up into a ball, <laughs> yeah, you could you could probably manage. Yeah. I think um, what Claire is trying to say is that's the schematics of the object, oh, uh, yes, Doctor yes, no, Brainbox. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, of course, of course. Why would you put paper in the hole? That would be silly. Yeah. Uh, you haven't like, like is, is this why he didn't get the funding? Are you familiar <laughs> with screwdrivers and like hammers, bolts, nails, or you have people that do that for you? He was talking uh, to me. Yeah, uh, yes. 
Oh, no, the, no, the guy oh, putting paper into this machine. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I actually I have a 14 electrical repair. I am capable of quite a few wiring things. several books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the picture, which is obviously now screwed up, on this sheet is <laughs> in the center is what looks like a rectangle, and on it is an alphanumeric display, um, all letters of the alphabet, um, numbers one to nine then a zero and there's also a number of strange symbols which you do not recognize it would i guess fit into the device there are a number of other kind of things written around the outside but they've all been scribbled out or crossed out vehemently how many characters does that alphanumeric display have on it like as in if it was to spell out a word, how many letters would the word be or the, oh. the code? Well, there's there's 26 letters and 10 numbers and then four unusual symbols that you don't recognize. So I guess it could write anything. And well, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm looking at John Roy quite intensely saying with my eyes, you know that you have a code in your market. And there's an <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm nodding. I'm, so so just Claire is yes. sort of looking back and forth at you when you're both sharing this look, and she goes, have you, have you gentlemen seen this before? Do you know what this might be? I have no idea. I've never seen I've this. I've not seen anything like it ever before, ever. Seems just, a bit complicated. So, Richmond Green, you've just been sort of watching the um, the spectacle um, take place in front of you. Realising why I didn't fund this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that you may have made the right choice. Um, and I'd like you to make a listen roll, if that's A okay. listen roll? Mm. All righty. Uh, let's see. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. Looking for a 50. Zero five. Oh. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Extremely so, everything. Despite the the commotion in front of you, um, you can hear from the corridor behind you. It's not a corridor behind you. The foyer behind you. Some footsteps. Now, with your extreme success, you don't recognise them as just footsteps. But this is, or these footsteps have exactly the same gait and sound as that of your good friend. Kenneth Connolly. And they are the exact same weight and cadence of the footsteps you'd heard previously going up the stairs and into the bathroom before disappearing. And they are okay, approaching yeah. the door. Like they are like really like they've really closed the door behind you. Okay. Um so whilst the uh, the scientists are fiddling about with this machine, I'm going to turn and walk towards the door and say, Mr. Connolly, are you there? And uh open it. There is nothing there, nothing at all. And there is no way, despite the hallway being dark, the light from the library illuminates everything in front of you and there's no hiding place, no way there could possibly be a person there or a person hiding there. And I need you to make another sanity roll. Oh. Oh. Like we have, we have a guest on the show and Joe's like picking on them. <laughs> this is why we don't have any friends, Joe. <laughs> Zero oh, four. Oh, 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 oh. This is simply preposterous. It can't be anything unnatural. 
<laughs> you, you don't lose any sanity, but you are really kind of a bit shocked by what's going on. This is unusual. Like, you're certain you heard someone right behind the door, and then there's no way they could have moved quick enough to get out of the way. Excuse me, chaps. Did any of you hear that? You hear what? 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 The footsteps I mean... just now. Uh, I keep, uh, I keep hearing... Kenneth uh, walking around the house, but he doesn't appear to be there when I go and look at him, the, the blackguard. Do you know How do you know that it's William? him? Sure, it's not Willie. I mean, he's a pretty big dude. Well, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. My, I couldn't possibly have got that wrong. No, when you've got the kind of experience I have out in the world, you can tell a man by his gait. You can always read a man by how he walks, you see, is what I often say. Um, <laughs> Your ears have 70 years of training and in no way deteriorated, I am sure. Uh, they do indeed. With a with a with a roll like that, they can. <laughs> <laughs> so, the uh, the lady was it Claire? She's um, into the occult, isn't she? She is. Yes. Um, I'd like to look at her, mm. and I, is she listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, the whole room's looking at you right now, looking a bit confused. <laughs> okay, I'd like to try and read her a little bit to see if. Um, you know, she might. If she's into the occult, I'm starting to wonder. I don't really believe in this sort of stuff, but if someone's into the occult and weird stuff's happening, she might be, you know, picking up on something. <laughs> she's the witch. He turns and goes, "Are you a witch?" Yeah, exactly. Burn her. We need dear, to talk uh, did, <laughs> My dear, did I did I hear correctly that you are into occult things and strange happenings and that sort witch. of thing? Well, I, I've dabbled, of course. I mean, my undergraduate degree was very much based upon the American history of the... Well, I mean, I studied all of American history, but I did become fascinated with the occult, as it were. It started with the discovery of the witch trials up in Salem and what happened to those poor women, and, well, I was just fascinated. And, well, I've delved much deeper ever since then, just trying to find every snippet of the unusual and the strange, and I just find it, well... Enigmatic, as it were. Don't you agree, Mr. Green? And she sort of moves right up to you now, and you kind of become aware of how attractive she actually is. Uh, uh, um, <clears throat> he straightens himself a little bit. Why, why yes, it is it, it, most strange. Have you been getting any strange sensations in this, this building? Um, well, I mean, I've, I've only been here a few minutes longer than yourself. I mean, I arrived just before... Uh, just before these fine folks, and I, I guess I, I've not noticed anything beyond, you know, the, the strange weather outside and obviously our missing friend, who I'm, I'm, I'm dreadfully worried about. Munching on a, a Vullivan Jack goes, I was also in a cult once, and I, I never, well, I thought it was a religion, but the court said it was a cult, and I'm not getting any weird feelings. <laughs> yes. Um... Okay, I think um, I'm just going to be nipping out to my car for a, a few minutes. Um, I'll be I'll be right back. I, I need to get my bags as well, so I'll I'll, I'll um, follow you out. Maybe we can find uh, this Kenneth you keep hearing walking around. Well, I say this Kenneth, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning the existence of my brother. Just the existence of his sound. <laughs> Jolly good. Uh, could you could you tell me? Uh, you you don't appear to be that uh, that keen on your. Your brother, a little bit uh, dis dismissive of his work, shall we say? Is that no, correct? No, he's he's keen. I'm I'm quite fond of my brother. Like uh, I I know he's he's he was the brains of the family. I was told as much several times. Um, but I was I wasn't academic uh, like academic things. I, I I got through school. I wasn't a bad student. I wasn't a good student. I was always more bombastic. Um, 
creative, you know, a flair for the spectacular. So uh, I work in acting in the theater um, in Boston, in the Wilbur. Mm. Oh, very good, very good. Perhaps I can tell you about some of my production companies um, that I'm looking to set up. And if you're looking to do some, you know, philanthropy and invest in the arts. <laughs> Oh, the, the arts always are an interest to a gentleman such as I. I've got some wonderful pieces back in the manor back in Oxford. Did I, did I mention I have I mentioned? Um, very well. Yes, please do tell me about such things. Uh, but uh, let, let us go. Um, I, I'd just like to go and pick up Bessie. Uh, your dog? Who's Bessie? <laughs> oh, I, shall, I shall show you, my good man. Um, so uh, is it still raining outside? Yeah, so you you make your way through the dark of the foyer, and it is now much much darker. Like it can't be more than six o'clock, maybe a bit later. You did chat in the uh, the parlor for a while, but when you open the door and look out, it could be the middle of the night. There is no sound, no sign of the sun beneath the rolling clouds above, and the rain, although maybe not as heavy as it was when you arrived, is still very present. Um, and as you step out from underneath the the cover of the, the veranda of the house into the rain, it is cold and certainly doesn't match that of April. You're kind of expecting your manservant, your driver, to be waiting for you. And he is he's not there with an umbrella to meet you by the door. Hmm. Parker, whereabouts are you, old boy? Goodness gracious, if he's off drinking again, then we are going to have some words. Come on, chap. And uh, Richmond's going to sort of hobble down the stairs and start heading towards the car, um, looking around for Parker as he goes. Um, if he doesn't appear, uh, he's going to go to the boot of the car and open it up to reveal a double-barreled shotgun amongst his possessions in a bag. She <laughs> 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 will unzip for a second and like unbutton and just check it's there. And very good. And close it up again and sort of sling it over. Um, uh, so it's... I I brought a nice shirt, like a couple of pair of shoes, a pants. What's that for? Well, you see, Kenneth and I would often do a spot of hunting on the estate, and I thought he might be interested. You know, I've never done any hunting in America. I thought it might be a, a jolly good laugh. Do you know? Um, I, I don't, but, uh, to be honest with you, but okay. But uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Mr. Connolly. Jack Connolly, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, can, I call you, can I call you Jack? Go for it, Jack, Jackie. Uh, Jimmy Bob, whatever you want. Like, <laughs> let's just keep talking about uh, this potential investment opportunity. Whatever you want to call me, I'm a good with. <laughs> oh, Jackie. Oh, how delightfully American. Um, yes, I, I was thinking that perhaps, you know, we, we'd be able to have a good bit of fun out there hunting some deer or something like that. But uh, but to be quite honest with you, this house has given me the, what would you call it, the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> so I thought perhaps um, better safe than sorry, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, there's a lot of doctors here. They might be able to cure you of the heebie-jeebies. Well, I don't know if we have that illness in the Americas. As you say heebie-jeebies, you, became, you become very aware of three things. First of all, the front door of your car, or the... I don't know, would you have rented the car, or have you actually just gone and bought like a brand new Rolls-Royce as you've come into America for, for a few weeks? Um, I th It's probably... He's probably bought it, and if not, one that he already owns so on this side, if he's travelled around a bit. That way, you probably have, like, a New York house and things like that. Well, the, the front door is open, like, just wide open, letting the rain in. Oh, the second thing you, The driver's door, yeah. The, the second thing you notice is that you've parked very much by this 
sort of dilapidated, broken stable. And the, the door to the stable is wide open. You know, it's those kind of like swing back doors where it has a top and a bottom. So the bottom is open, the top is still closed. And you're just very, very aware of how dark it is inside the stable. And the third thing you notice, or, or maybe not notice, I'd like you both to give me some, a spot hidden roll to see, to see if you do notice this thing. So we both notice that the first thing you're saying, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go first at your roll? Uh, Duncan? Uh, yeah, can do. Um, all right, so 45's my target. They got one now. 100! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh boy. Fumble rules. Activate. <laughs> I saw, I saw one Would of you like heroes, to I was push like, oh my god, is he actually going to get one? <laughs> So chat have made a comment about how I never miss an opportunity to interact with a shotgun, but I don't ever own a shotgun in Call of Cthulhu. No, but they've interacted <laughs> with you. Yeah, they interacted with us. Whether I want to or not. Oh, no. Um, uh, so, do you want to give me that rollout and we'll, we'll see where we go yes. from here? <laughs> I got a 61 versus 40. Do you want to use your uh, lock? 12, 12 lock. <laughs> to not I, even count. Who's um, right? So, well, I, I wonder, could I, could I potentially push this? So, um, well, let's, let's sort of describe the situation. So you're kind of, you've picked up your shotgun and you, you're kind of showing it to, to Jack Connolly. And then suddenly you start feeling very worried and you suddenly feel like you're being watched and you swing the shotgun round and you're <laughs> now pointing it at, at himself. stable door. And you're convinced, you're absolutely convinced there is something inside watching you. And you just feel these heebie-jeebies. If you'd like to push the roll, you need to kind of describe what you'd like to do. <laughs> or Parker, you know what I'm saying? At this point, just unrelated, can Jack walk towards his car to get his bag out of the back as far so, away from this current car? <laughs> while, while you consider what you'd like to do with this pushed roll, um, I think we're going to move the camera back. <laughs> Oh, it's a library. <laughs> um, Professor Keen, you are still wearing this device, um, yeah. holding this diagram. Mm -hmm. um, Diana and Dr. Quinn are looking through the papers. Um, Professor Roy, what are you doing? Uh, can I like take a look through the desk, see if I can find anything that resembles this device, or like even through the through, at the machinery itself to see if I can find anything? Yeah, so if you want to go through any of the papers, that would be a library use. If you'd like to kind of literally search the room, let's give a, um, a spot hidden. And mine would be like, I'd like to check like any cupboards or, or desk drawers or anything like that. See if I can find the actual thing that's missing. Uh, spot hidden, you said? Yeah, definitely. All right, what do we get? Uh, <laughs> I get a 90. A 90? 40. So <laughs> I don't find anything. <laughs> So and and you feel that you, you you kind of like the first drawer you I'm, come to is just stuck and you you spend quite a few minutes trying to get through this stuck drawer and you kind of eventually give up then you go over to the cupboard and that cupboard won't open you kind of look around and you realize <laughs> like everyone else is looking really busy and you've managed to to do nothing if you'd like to push the roll that push the roll and just try to like just wrench really the drawer open wrench it off the wall am I okay, wearing okay. flame retardant stuff. Or... No, no. <laughs> like metal, metal. Metal. <laughs> okay there we go 16 that is a uh my 
Wait, what would I be doing to get that against actually? Would that be strength or power? Um, so that would be your strength, I think, if you're uh, if you're trying to force the door open. Okay, then it's a hard success. Strength nice. 50. Okay, so the the um, the door kind of rocks, uh, sort of sticks, and you pull it, and the whole thing comes forward. And for a moment, you're convinced that this this bureau bureau is going to fall upon you. Um, and but then the door f- flies open. I um, stumble back and like almost fall, but like. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of breathe a sigh of relief and you kind of bend down and sort of clutch your stomach just you know you're like, oh my god oh god. yeah like, i'm i'm tired i'm 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 like an old man and this just <laughs> broke a door open I'm, how I'm old wheezing. is your character he's 62 oh, i mean not super old but old enough that maybe he's it's older than most of the other people in the room bar older maybe than me. richmond so you don't there's a, as you're bending down, you don't notice there's anything in the cupboard. In fact, there's nothing, anything of interest in there. But what you do notice is the floor is scratched, like um, like it's been recently moved and not very carefully, and the varnish has kind of been peeled away. So, this, uh, like, there's something might be behind it. Like something might be behind it, or for whatever reason, this bureau has been moved from actually probably just you know a few feet to your left and i move it back to where it was and see if i spot anything there um i I am going to need another strength check unless you want to try and call some people over i i am stubborn so i'm going to try to do it by myself and (laughs) 66 versus 50 um, I would Just... like to call someone over to push it. <laughs> to push okay. my strength roll. You want to ask, oh, uh, ask your good friend, uh, Charles? Well, Char- Charles Keane is, is, is busy uh, either in the suit, or if you try and get away, you realise the suit is like still attached to this mannequin, or you can't yes. take the suit off, which would so take I, I was walking towards him to help, and I was like, oh! Whichever, whichever one of the three in the room is closest yeah, to so I think Dr. Quinn is, is uh, being interesting. He goes, oh, oh, Miss Professor Roy, good to see you again. What have you found? Something strange? I'll, I'll certainly help you move it. And uh, you can roll again on your pushed roll, but you have a, an advantage. You can roll um, with a bonus die. Because that means you can roll the D10, the tens dice twice and use the lower tens, if that makes sense. Okay, well, I got a 20, but I could go for uh, an extreme success. Uh, so that would, that would make it a 10, would it? Wow. I got a 10. So the two of you moved <laughs> very, very easily. In fact, you kind of wonder how you got so... It's not a surprise that you managed to pull it back on your own, pulling the, uh, the door open. And you push it out of the way and you do so without scratching the floor. And you look up and you see on the library wall three bullet holes. Oh, I think my. we're going to move the camera <laughs> back to Richmond Green and Jack Connolly as Richmond Green is wildly aiming his shotgun <laughs> to attack the darkness. <laughs> so, Richmond Green, Duncan, how would you like to push this role? What would you like to do? I want to loudly and confidently declare that you there, whoever you are, show yourselves. Come out now or I shoot. And, and how would you like to push it? What are you hoping to... Because it was um, a spot hidden originally. It was. Sort of... um, what I'd like to do is essentially try and intimidate out whatever it is that's hiding there to, to reveal itself is what I'm going for. Um, so I'm sure something's there, but 
but I'm a bit scared as to what it might be. Okay, so give me that intimidate roll. Okay. Here we go. Big moment. Looking for 50. 99! Oh. <laughs> 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 no! Here was me thinking that Curran was going to be the first one to get in well, we're trouble. Well, we're not going to have a Jack Cundley mini anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Unsurprisingly to anyone who's ever watched how we roll before, your shotgun goes off. Um, Where's Jack standing? Well, I, I, I think I think I need you, uh, Duncan, to give me a luck roll. To well, thank God it's his luck. Thank God it's his unleash luck. one barrel or two barrels. Oh, goodness. Uh-oh. Uh, 40, I'm looking for. Here we go. One. Oh, <laughs> oh my wow. god! I wouldn't I'm having believe... a night of extremes here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's all you roll. There's no middle ground. I, th- I think we've rolled a one like twice in the show ever. I roll twenty. So, um, so only one barrel uh, went off, mm. um, and it fires through the <laughs> fires through the the open stable door, and you hear a kind of grunt, and stumbling out of the stable is your driver parker (laughs) can you been through worse it's all right he drops (laughs) his cigarette as blood begins to kind of like soak through his immaculate white shirt and i need you to roll me damage now a shotgun does 46 (laughs) if you'd done both barrels it would be 86 oh does does he maybe get half cover I've never been so happy to see an innocent man die in this game. <laughs> 46, you say? Mm. All right, here we go. Um, can he do the opposite? Can he Can he just get ones now? <laughs> oh, no, it's done it. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. He... <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> There is a kind of like 14 damage just for (laughs) releases his hand and just his innards just flop out onto the ground before he and you're kind of given this grisly image just for a moment before he collapses in front of you. And I need you both to roll me sanity. Let's go with uh, Duncan first. What did you let's give that sanity roll? All right. Um, sixty-nine, eighty-six. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is disturbing. That's a fail. That's a fail. <laughs> You'd hope I, so. I, <laughs> I sort of feel that because you um, because he was a you know someone known to you, and obviously you're the person that um that because he him, was the help. I think we're going to very much ask for a D10 sanity loss here. D10. Oh, okay. Dear. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's let's not pulling uh, any punches today. Oh, okay. I know so... him, but I don't like him very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so you just for this moment you panic and you you drop the shotgun and you just have this moment of absolute terror. Not just because you've killed someone that you know and care about, but because there's a witness. Mm. Not just Jack Connolly, but there's I mean there's probably a whole load of witnesses. You, you know, you can't have this tarnish your reputation. You can't go to jail. And in the maddening of the moment, you just run and you bolt. 
and you head towards the woods. Now, because you you don't you don't end up out of madness or anything, you will immediately gain control of your character. But just for that ten seconds, you panic. Owen, how did that sanity roll go? Uh, so for me, I rolled a sixty-two versus seventy. I pass. Okay, so um, I'm going to just say that you lose so- one sanity, um, and you are shocked. But I guess for whatever reason, you hold. I mean, it it's, together. it's it's a seventy-three-year-old walking around in the rain. With a shotgun. <laughs> I mean, he shakes a lot of the best of times. I'm just like, what was he expecting to happen? Uh, what, uh, where are you going? Like, when I see, when you say he runs off, like, he's 73. I assume he's not getting very <laughs> far, very fast. He's like, <laughs> I, I, a brisk walk, I'm probably catching up to him. Wait, wait, is he still holding the shotgun? Oh, my goodness. No, no, oh, no. Oh, goodness no, he, gracious. He drops it. He drops it at your feet. So I'm going to take out, pick up the shotgun, uh, like, um, unload the, the remaining shell and go, how about we don't um, how about we put Betsy to bed and um, we figure out what we're doing here um, I mean Parker dropped the shotgun and it hit him in the chest, we all saw it, right? <laughs> goodness, goodness uh, 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 I, I, I do I, I, oh my god, I do apologise oh, oh bloody hell, this is um, oh, oh, oh Oh God! I don't. Uh, As he's I, saying this, can I can I take Parker's pulse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, I mean, you you saw the wound. He took uh, a, a shotgun blast at about eight feet to the, the abdomen. <laughs> and, I mean, you you saw the the mess it made of him. Um, if he is still alive, he's he's going to very much wish he wasn't. Um... Chief, I don't think an apology is going to cut it. Um, we need to figure out. Like, I mean, I'm all about you confessing to murder, if that's what you want to do. Like, goodness gracious, no, no, no! I, I couldn't possibly. It was an accident. You saw it. Um, it was. It's this house. It's it's causing strange things to to occur. It's uh, making. Hey, hey, hey! Making, I don't come hey, over to. I don't come over to Oxford, kill someone I know, and blame it on your house. <laughs> This house is fine. Let's just <laughs> no, say, of course, the very, the very idea is p- 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 preposterous. Um, um, I, uh, goodness gracious, I, I can't possibly go to jail. The, the good name of Green will, will never. What about what about my son, Richmond Green Junior? He, he can't possibly have a, a father go to jail. Am I? Why? Oh goodness! Oh God! Oh, oh, um, uh, I, t- oh, I, t- I tell you what, old boy. Um, you, uh, you, what, what, what do you think? You're a native to these these parts. What would you do? Well, I mean, native is a, an interesting choice of words. I wouldn't say native, but um, <laughs> I mean, from what I saw and how I think it happened, because uh, it, it otherwise it looks real bad, um, is Parker was bringing your bags to your room, taking them out of the car, and the shotgun, which was loaded for some reason, because you're crazy British people, he dropped and it hit him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess I guess that's plausible. Um I- I mean, door B is um, you've murdered a man and you go to prison in America where they don't like what people refer to affectionately as limeys or less affectionately as dirty redcoats. Um, <laughs> my good man, you make a very good point. Um, a, a moment ago, you were, you, were, you were saying to me you were looking for some funding, were you not? Yeah, yes. Let's. How, how about we, first of all, um, take care of this uh, and I can show you <laughs> Some of this great acting you'll be investing in for this funding. 
And then at that point, Jack is going to start like screaming, just help, help, uh, there's been an accident, like start hounding <laughs> up some acting. Well, to, it, it's people. funny, because just, just as you're about to shout out, you kind of look up and you sort, again, you sort of take in the landscape as you go to turn around and you notice a figure carrying what seems to be a body. And I'd like you both to give me a spot hidden roll. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll I'll roll it uh, first, I guess, right? Let's go for it. Uh, you go for it, mate. But hidden, I rolled a 75, so I failed versus 40. Okay. Kind of concerned about the dead body and the hole in the chest Ooh, situation. Fair, fair. I got 83. No, no, no. I think um, the fact I'm crying is stopping me from... <laughs> and you're so engrossed, so engrossed in my character. So engrossed yeah. my character work, calling for help. So although, although you do see there is a figure carrying what appears to be, well, maybe not a body, I mean, carrying a large something over its shoulder, heading off into the woods, you don't see it, his or her face as it disappears from sight. And let's move the camera back to Professor John Roy, who has just discovered three bullet holes in the wall of the library, and Professor Keane, who is desperately trying to get out of the the suit. Professor Keane, Curran, one thing you do notice, when you were wearing it, the you notice that attached to the belt is another set of gloves and another set of boots, as if someone could also be kind of attached to the machine, although they wouldn't be wearing the backpack or have access to whatever is on the wrist that's been taken away. Um, <clears throat> uh, everyone... Uh, this looks like something's happened here and I'm not should we get the butler or does anyone actually know that butler does um, anyone trust him William odd. Oh, William <laughs> there's no no response Claire kind of walks up to the holes and goes my god these look like they're new look at them you can you can smell the gun smoke I, I swear these these couldn't be more than well, I mean, I mean, they're not so recent, but maybe a week, day. I just don't know. But they—they they look new. Can I? So none of us actually know Claire, but I know Quinn and Diana just from the Miskatonic University, right? Yeah, I think you recognize. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I look to Claire and I'm like, uh, yeah, I think you're right, Elizabeth. Just to see if she reacts, because she's the only one I don't know. Oh, okay. Give me a psychology role when you um, when 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 you make that uh, accusation. Uh, I don't have great psychology, so <laughs> come on, ten. Hey, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> she sort of looks at you a bit, kind of strange, and goes, "No, my my name is is Claire." I, I introduced myself just a few minutes ago. I mean, I got, Sorry Mr. Roy, we, we, we shared a drink. Do you not do you, do you not remember me? Did I not make no such impression upon oh, you? Don't mind him, Claire. He's just, uh, he's just, he's bad with names. I have <laughs> names in, in one ear, out the other. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, if I'm you could think of a way of pushing the role, I mean, I, I don't know how you do that. So but... I, I overhear this and I get all of the equipment off my head and the gloves and the belt off and all that. And I'm like, Oh, he's, I knew what he's trying to do, <laughs> and, okay, and, like and I follow, <laughs> and and I I sort of follow up, and I go, hey, um, oh Elizabeth, yes, 
yes, you are Elizabeth, aren't you? And I, I act as if I'm very convinced that I know her as Elizabeth from somewhere. Really doubling down on it. Right, okay. So uh, let, let's have that, that push roll. Is that a push? Do I roll with that? No, no. It's, I, I roll, I believe. You, you do the roll, but it's, it does count as a push roll. Okay, so Karen does. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my push roll will be um, psychology 40, and I've rolled a 20. <laughs> wow, okay. She, like, if, if she really is Elizabeth, um, if, you, if, if, if she isn't Claire, I should say, she is an incredible liar because if she, as she looks at you, there is a flicker. There is something which could be dishonesty, but her, her face, her composure doesn't break. And she just sort of looks at you and goes, no, uh, uh, professor, my, my name is, uh, is, is, is Claire. I just told you that told your colleague here. <laughs> because you really strike me as no, as no Elizabeth. No, no, not not at all. But maybe back to these bullet holes that have, have just appeared on our friend's library. Our missing friend. He could be dead somewhere. He could be bleeding out, and we're here arguing over why you think my name. My name is Claire, sir. There, there was I, no argument. I just was asking a question, ma'am. All right, please relax. Um, so, John, these these bullet holes. Yeah. Why they've been covered up? So clearly, someone is hiding the fact that this happened. I'm not sure what to think. Um, also, as I'm walking over, I'm like, I think she's Elizabeth. <laughs> she's a very, very good wire. <laughs> oh, she's a pussy cat. I thought I saw. A pussy. Um, yeah, we, let's 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 keep that on the uh, on the down low right now. I'm 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 in the same boat as you, but let's not let's not push her. Uh, because well, she could be very dangerous. Yes. Now, I don't know if we want to get William because I have a feeling he could maybe be uh, one of these brothers that we were told not to trust. But I think we should address this to the rest of the room rather than just talking amongst each other and looking crazy right now. We're not crazy. <laughs> these bullet holes are very wound. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we, Me how are we just smart characters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professor, so, I'll have you know. So Claire, Claire, Diana and uh, Dr. Quinn uh, are on the other side of the room and they've been chatting quite um, concernedly, if that's such a word, while you're having this sort of conversation to a side. And as you sort of shout that, they look up and um, Dr. Uh, Quinn goes, oh, so gentlemen, the three of us have decided to maybe try and search the house for our missing friend. As, as young Claire points out, he may be hurt or wounded somewhere. Um, so we're going we're gonna to conduct a search. Do you wish to, to come with us, as it were? For, for sure, yeah. I, uh, I'd like to... I don't think it would be a great idea for any of us to be alone here. So, you know, the, the more of us together, the, the better it will go, I think. Also, would I have heard this shotgun shot from outside? That's a really good point, yeah. So uh, do you want to give me, both give me listener rolls. Uh, let's start with um, Curran. Do you want to go first? Yes. I've rolled a 20 yet again against 60. That is a success. So you, like it did It did come around the same time as a, a very loud, uh, maybe flash of lightning or a crash of thunder, but um, you definitely hear what sounds like a shotgun blast. Did you hear that? It's like a shotgun went off. Uh, do I even need to roll, or...? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you uh, let, let's just move the story on. So yeah. uh, whether you heard yeah. it or not, it has been pointed out to you. Uh, maybe we should all go investigate that first rather than uh, digging around this house because it sounds like there could be more trouble and we've already found bullet marks in one part of this house. I agree with John. We shouldn't split up and we should definitely go investigate the, the, the blast. Perfect. Then we're going to head out and uh, I go out to the foyer and yeah. start making my way down the stairs. Or, uh, uh, well, no, it's, it's all the, yeah. yeah, so towards so, the front so, door. Yeah. Okay, so you open the door and something is very, very strange. You're immediately greeted by a gust of absolutely icy cold wind. Um, you are immediately frozen to the bone. You feel yourself clutching your arms. The floor in front of you, the foyer, is covered in a light dusting of snow. And from the staircase, you hear a blood-curdling growl. As a creature which can only be described as a wolf, although something far more primordial, is padding down the stairs and it turns to the left and opens its mouth bearing some vicious yellow teeth meanwhile back outside oh god <laughs> there's been an accident um, we had just left Richmond Green and Jack Connolly who had just after murdering um, Parker. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> it was an who accident. <laughs> who, mur- who murdered Parker? Um, <laughs> I- I'm sure they were discussing a cover-up. Um, but anyway, had also I noticed know, a, cover-up. a strange figure carrying what can only be described as a body, or at least a heavy bag over its shoulder, into the woods to the south. Uh, so... Um... This is going to seem strange, but I think I just saw a person going to the woods carrying something. Um, so we have our story straight if they come back. We like I just have her shouting, "There's been an accident!" <laughs> I don't know who it is. Maybe it's that creepy Willy guy. Um, uh, maybe, 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 it's, maybe he's maybe it's got Kenneth. my brother. Maybe he's got my brother. Maybe he has. Um, do you think? Do you think? Would you want to go and look? Do you? Would you I I I got. I can't think straight right now. I feel like I need another brandy. Yeah, um, look, yeah, I, I think we should go chase him because for all intents and purposes, the man you've given, I can only imagine, an untold amount of riches to is missing and there's someone over there that's carrying something that looks like a body. Uh, so, like, look, we've we can we, we got our story. We'll figure out what's happening. Um, I Leave me just one second and I'm going to pull Parker towards the boot of the Rolls Royce, like towards the, the trunk of the Rolls Royce. <laughs> Take the bag from Richmond and just scatter some of his clothes, like 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 the bag was dropped on the ground. So come on, we can we can see if we can find this guy going out in the snow and catch him red-handed. Um, Parker is gone. There is no sign of the body. Uh, hmm. So he's gone. And you, as you kind of spin round in shock, um. Facing Richmond. Behind you, Richmond, you hear a voice. Um, I'm very sorry, sir. I was just using the facilities as it were. I've got your umbrella here, sir. And he just pops the umbrella up behind you and shelters you from the storm. I need you both to make a sanity roll. 
Oh my god. Oh guys. Uh, this game makes so much sense. I love it. <laughs> Alright, who's gonna roll first? Uh, I'll go first, I guess. So I rolled a twenty-three versus sixty-nine, I think. You yeah, just lose the, you just lose the one sanity. Um uh, so I hear Parker and everything as well, I assume, do I? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, have we just lost Duncan? We may yes. have had a disconnect. So you might see us all weird now, guys. <laughs> yeah, should we go to a short break while we Play find out what happens for... to Duncan? Hello. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I can be entertaining. <laughs> Oops. Hello and welcome back. We had just had a, a slight technical difficulty, but we are we are sorted and we are back into the code. I believe we just left Mr. Jack Connolly and Mr. Um, oh gosh, Duncan, you've not included your name. I can't remember the name of your character. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Richmond Green, Rich the one Richmond Green. And Mr. <laughs> Richmond Green. Um, incredibly shocked as they have just been greeted by Parker, who had just been literally blown away uh, by Mr. Green's shotgun. And I believe, Duncan, you were about to share your sanity role. Is that correct? Um, I guess so. Uh, uh, uh... Just so we're noting what what is happening. I didn't load the shotgun Uh, earlier. I got a 10. Wow. Okay. Mm. So again, you lose one sanity. So you're not, you're not too bothered by this. You've almost sort of taken it your side. But again, you, this is weird. (laughs) Like this isn't the first weird thing that's happened to you tonight. And this is probably the most weird thing that's happened. But Parker is looking at you both in sort of placid amusement as you stare at him in shock and horror. Oh my God, Parker! I'm going to stumble forward in a very um, un-English gentlemanly way. Give him a hug, sir. My God, man! Don't scare me like that. Um, sorry, my cat is trying to move my light. I go to. Are you sure you're okay, old boy? I'm, I'm sort of like patting him on the belly and stuff. Where recently he'd been shot. So, uh, like, any heartburn? <laughs> You okay? Well, I mean, as you know, I do have a slight bit of gout, um, but but it's not not seemly, sir. Um, uh, Mr. Connolly, I don't, we've not been formally introduced. Uh, a cigarette, and he sort of reaches into his um, into his inner pocket and brings out a cigarillo, uh, like a, a cigarette case, and offers you one. No thanks. They'll put you in an early grave. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Parker! As a reward, allow yourself a short break. Did you Thank enjoy you. it? <laughs> refresh, your, refresh your spell slots. <laughs> Parker offers you a slight grin. He he knows this joke well. <laughs> and gives you the correct amount of amusement. <laughs> just just so. Um, uh, Richmond is incredibly relieved by this and is going a little bit weak at the knees and uh, is going to lean against the uh, well a convenient surface that might be nearby. Jack Conley, I think, is going to like, kind of just shake, just like very confused, shake his head, going, "Right, don't know what's going on there." Uh, Parker, do you see anyone pass by this way? We saw someone kind of scurry off into the woods. What looked like a, a body, um, or like a sack, or something. No one's passed you while you were waiting out here. No. It's funny you should say that, sir. But while I've been out here, there's been an. Excuse me. <laughs> number of very strange things 
I mean, the weather itself is mostly unseasonable. I swear I saw a, well, an eagle or something crossing the sky before. Much bigger. But yes, I, just a few moments ago, when I was getting out the car with the umbrella for Mr. Green and yourself, I did see a, 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 someone heading into the forest over there with a, a refuse bag or a sack of some sort over their shoulder. Okay, that's fine. I mean, the rain and the bird, not so weird. We are outside, but I, I, the, the, thank you for the information on the fella. Maybe we should go check uh, Richie, p friend. Can I call you Richie? I'm Jackie and Richie. We're, we're quite a duo. <laughs> How about we go check out what's happening with this ne'er-do-well? My boy, after the last ten minutes, Richie is the least of my concerns. Yes, very well. Let's go and find out. By the way, where's Bessie? <laughs> uh... Can you take care of Bessie? Because I'm gonna hand him the shotgun, and like, which is still, you know, when you unload a shotgun, you cock it. Dave will kill me for not knowing this, but cock it in half, whatever. <laughs> yeah, break it. It's, it's break definitely it one of those off. kind of clay pigeon shooting kind of things. Yeah. Um, so hand it to yeah. him. But clearly, it's unloaded. Said, can you mind her? And we'll give you this, which stays in your pocket unless we see <laughs> a deer, and or a criminal. You don't have to tell me twice, my boy. Um, and you'll take the shell and put it in his pocket. Okay. I mean, there's some. It's it's New York. There's some bad deers in this neighborhood. <laughs> so um, Parker is following you with the umbrella, and he's sort of. Did you wish me to accompany you for a, a, a journey through the woods, sir, or, or would you prefer? Um, I, I could go grab a larger umbrella or another, another uh, shells. He's obviously yeah. a bit taken aback by the um, affection you showed him. <laughs> um, yes, yes, please, Parker. Um, if you can bring the uh, the large umbrella, you know, the really large one, and um, some extra ammunition, and um, we'll all go together. I think. Of course, sir. Of course. And he he scurries off towards the car, and, and I think we'll leave you there as we return to our uh, party. <laughs> In the snow, because when we last left you, you'd open the door of the library, Corinna uh, Charles Keane, to find yourself facing a snowy landscape. Although it is still a foyer, or it does look like a forest. And facing you is a large wolf, although much larger than any wolf you've ever seen or, or, or read about. So I would like to roll sanity. Please do, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I reckon uh, I should probably get one of those in there too. Yeah, exactly. let's start with current. So, um, <clears throat> I've rolled a 28 um, against my sanity of 60, as everyone might be shocked. I've got 60 sanity. It's more than I've ever had. Wow, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you, you still lose one sanity, and for a moment, you kind of heart skips a beat, and you clutch your chest but it you're still in the room you still there's still a wolf in front of you you kind of blink again it's still there uh niall how did that sanity roll go oh uh, let's see now uh i got a 19 versus uh also 60 we're passing all our rolls you do you lose that one one sanity is you you try and disbelieve what your eyes are showing you but D dear god what <laughs> i rub my eyes and then what? The, close, close the door. There's a goddamn wolf out there. <laughs> and I slam the door. <laughs> so you, you kind of growl. It, it kind of growls and launches itself towards you. And as it pads through the snow, 
getting faster and faster and faster. It leaps towards you and you slam the door. But there's no thump. There's no sound. Very impressive stopping ability. <laughs> um, what, 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 what did you see, sirs? What, what, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it Kenneth? A wolf. Most certainly not. It looked like a very large wolf. Yeah, not like any wolf I've ever seen before. Very, uh, very Di- large. Diana sort of walks like a, a wolf. You're saying there's a wolf in the corridor. That's what we uh, saw. Yes. I, I don't believe you, gentlemen. You're absolutely crazy. You're a wolf. I, I don't... Nonsense. And uh, Dr. Quinn goes to open the door. <laughs> When we look down, Can I take a step back? Before. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he opens the door and just disappears through into darkness. Wow. There is no snow and no sound of a scream or anything. Uh, I look at I look at Ch- Charles and I'm like, we. So, but you saw it too. Yes. So it's gone now. Something's not right here. Yes. Clearly not. Um, I look back at the other two to see if they are reacting in any way at all. No, they're all kind of just following um, Professor Quinn out, and he's sort of giving out advice like, right, well, I assume we need to split up. Um, Diana, why don't you come with me and we'll we'll take the uh, the second floor above us. So what exactly um, were you a professor of um, Dr. Quinn again? He is also a professor of physics, although he's he's much more hands-on, so he, t- he teaches rather than... He, to your knowledge, he's not done anything notable in his research, if he does any research at all. Okay, right. Well, my, well Dr. Quinn, I think splitting up is a very silly idea, and um, I understand that you perhaps might think that it will help us cover more ground, but um, the, if, if it was a simply a hallucination that we saw a wolf, um, then it was... Uh, felt very real and um i'm scared so please don't leave so do you want to do you want to give me a persuade role <laughs> no no it's charm i've got charm, ch- charm yeah. fine yeah that's absolutely fine at 46 against 60 nice. nice he sort of he sort of um looks you up and down and goes yes well uh, maybe you two shouldn't be left alone um claire why didn't you join these two chaps and head up to the second floor with her. Um, yes, Elizabeth, with us, please. I shuffle back into the uh, the library and I look around the fire and see if I can find like a, a poke or anything like that. Or some like kind a poker of metal or object. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me a luck roll, see if there's anything uh, weapon-like there. All right. 46 versus 55. So... So sh- success, yeah. So there is a number of items by the fireplace. There is a uh, a long brass poker. There's one of those kind of little brushes and uh, a spade. <laughs> I take the brush. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take the brass uh, poker. Okay. So armed, um, you head up the stairs. Um, when you said Elizabeth, uh, Dr. Keane, she, Claire just sort of looks at you completely blank-faced. I think having no reactions very suspicious. Claire. I, <laughs> I walk over and I kind of like Charles. Charles, leave the leave, leave the young lady alone. Uh, Claire, I'm sorry about the misunderstanding. And uh, I, I kind of walk out the door. And as I'm walking past Charles, I give him a wink, like keep it up. But 
also I'll play I'll play the good guy here. <laughs> good, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> so, uh, so as a as a big group, you sort of head up the stairs, um, and uh, it, it's pretty dark. I mean, do any of you have a torch or anything like that? Um, I've got one in my car. I wouldn't have brought it in with me though, because I didn't expect it to be a medieval. <laughs> no electricity <laughs> house that we're in. Uh, does I mean so you, there I is the the in the uh, where you had your uh, the parlor where you had sort of drinks and things. There were a few of those lanterns, and there's also some candles. You know the ones that you like with a little holder that you could hold up, um, or you could head out to the car if you wish. So I'll head down and I'll grab some lanterns. Why don't you get your um, your torch from the car? I'll get my torch from the car, yeah, and we'll meet back at the front door yes. as soon as possible. Let's uh, <laughs> let's not go wandering off idly, all right, everyone? And I look. Our, our, that sound? Our, our I better Quinn go investigate. Di- yeah, Quinn Good. and Diana gone already. <laughs> yeah, so so you head off. Uh, so John Roy heads off to the outside into the rain alone. Um, Quinn, Dr. Quinn and Diana have grabbed themselves uh, two of the lanterns, the hurricane lanterns, and have headed upstairs, leaving uh, Professor Keen alone with Claire. And I think we're going to switch the camera over (laughs) (laughs) to Richmond Green and Jack Connolly as you make your way through the woods. Um... Obviously, the the going is quite tough as Parker is holding an enormous sort of golf umbrella <laughs> above you. But obviously, the, the path is quite thin and difficult to navigate. And he's really struggling to keep it above you. And he's constantly apologizing and probably knocking a lot more water from the trees above onto your heads <laughs> and actually blocking the, the minimum amount of rain that can make as, it through the thick foliage. <laughs> as we're passing the stable, like... To the side of the stable, I know that there's like where the firewood would have been chopped and kept. Can I pick up like the hatchet that's left there? Yeah, so sure. give me something. a give me a, a luck roll to see if there's a, a nice you hatchet there. Absolute monster. If you prefer, <laughs> because I know that you've only got I mean, I lived twelve in the house, luck. So, I know it's um, there. <laughs> so how about how about a spot hidden roll? Would that be more? That's that's yes. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Twelve. I mean, luck. let's 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 look and see if it's hanging. <laughs> let's see if it's hanging on the hook that uh, Benji used used to store the hatchet at. Sure. Yeah. Uh, versus 40. I rolled a 43. I will spend three more luck. <laughs> I mean, or if, if you'd like to push the roll somehow, and obviously you've kind of run over to the darkness and you're sort of scampering, like feeling your way through the log as a man, pile. As a man who has pushed many a roll against you, spending three luck to have my online luck is as... I'm going to go to nine luck. I'll take it. Okay. okay. <laughs> so um, you you do find um, uh, hilarious if you said there's no hatchet there. There's no, there's no hatchet there. <laughs> but you do find. Um, so with a successful spot here, not only do you find a hatchet, but you also find um, a darkened area of the ground. Now, something I I mistakenly didn't ask either of you for was what you're lo- using for light. My mind. um i would grab um there'd be like an old lantern or like oil burning lamp in the stable i'll grab one from that as we're passing um i mean the stable is old and dilapidated um 
sure you could say there was a, a couple of lanterns <laughs> i'll take an electric hand flashlight that's better yeah. than... <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's okay so by the, the flickering light of this hurricane lantern that you're holding aloft not only do you find this sort of ancient um rusty hatchet but you also see the ground just sort of behind the stable out of sight from um the driveway is a darkened area of soil where something has been burned there's wood obviously but there's also what seems to be scraps of burnt clothing almost certainly women's clothes although with the 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 damage that's done and the poor lights and the terrible rain that, that that's you, you can't tell any detail you sort of pull up a scrap of something looking rather expensive and silky um richie buddy i don't know if whatever happened earlier is the first murder that's happened here this looks like someone's clothes has been burnt well let's let's not get carried away calling it murder i mean he's perfectly, <laughs> it's perfectly fine you can see um so what's this what's something been burned I mean, I can't be sure, but it, it, it could either be a, uh, like a, a winter dress or like I'm not I'm not a fashion guy. I'm a, like I said, an actor, but I don't know. And you, you you burn clothes outside. Someone's carrying some sort of sack that's body like. I mean, you saw that person going to the woods as well. Um, so did Parker there. I mean, I, I don't know. Let's just be safe and like. Just just keep your eyes peeled. That's all I'm saying. I think that's a good idea, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. Um, I think it's a good idea. Uh, but there's something very strange happening in here. I don't like it one jot. So let's stick together, shall we? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, is is he going to be coming along with an umbrella? I'm not sure how, like, how, how practical that is. Oh, of course. We don't want to get wet, do we? Uh, I guess <laughs> oh, you're not. saying he should put it away. It, 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 do you think it's going to be a bother? Do you... I mean, if if I mean, yes, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we're going to be going through like the woods here a little bit. We used to be here when we were kids. Like he'll be rattling branches, knocking uh, like big droplets of rain off, making noise. And like I said, there's there's some man out here hanging around this old estate. Who knows what he's up to and what he wants? You do make a good point, um, Parker. Could you get my hat, please? Of course. Uh, so, um, do you want me to keep the the uh, the umbrella? And he sort of glances <laughs> up at this huge sort of golf umbrella. Maybe go for a smaller one. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a small uh, brolly, maybe, rather than a full umbrella? Yes, of perhaps, course, perhaps just a small one for yourself, or maybe maybe you want to wear your own hat. You see, um, um, because one of those hat umbrellas. Uh, obviously, obviously, um, <laughs> you do, just just to make a quick suggestion, I do have a. a, a a Macintosh in the car and a pair of galoshes. <laughs> oh, that will be perfect. Absolutely. A galosh sounds delicious. What's a galosh? I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> I, don't, sorry, I, don't, <laughs> I know what a Macintosh is. I don't know what a galosh is. Wellington boots, sir. <laughs> ah, like the, like the estate. I know what a Wellington is. It was named after, after some ship battle. The Wellington boat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um obviously uh, richmond green is is attired in a uh, brand new galoshes and a uh, large yellow macintosh mm-hmm. um and heads off into the woods am i right with uh, jack mm-hmm. Connolly? yeah uh, you will be offered a, 
There is a smaller umbrella if you wish to take it, uh, Owen. Um, <laughs> it's up to Parker. Uh, I'm not taking any umbrella. It's up to not Parker. Richie, if um, he would like to have his personal umbrella as opposed to his functional dress umbrella, I guess. Um, Richmond's going to be putting on a, a flat cap that's got a nice tweed pattern to it, um, you know, to, to keep the rain off. Um, for Parker, I imagine he'd have his own, like a very small umbrella to himself and be kind of following in the awkward fashion, like the butler following Lara Croft, you know, in Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> or Lurch <laughs> from the Adams family. Yeah. Sort of like long suffering. So um, I'll, I'll let him concern his own business. He's a, he's a grown man. He can deal with himself. But uh, for the two of us, I think we're now prepared for finding out what's going on out here. <laughs> okay. So mere moments later, as you disappear off into the the darkened forest. Professor John Roy emerges from the house and rushes over to his car. Uh, what were you looking for, Niall? Uh, I was looking for a flashlight. <clears throat> okay, so you reach into your car. Um, you go to your car and you notice that the you're pretty sure that you left the it locked and closed. When you kind of open up the boot, the the hood of the car, it is it's just open. It just opens as if someone's already unlocked it, and all of your clothes and possessions are just like all over the the, the inside of the car as if they've been searched. And I guess the same with uh, Professor Keynes. What the what the hell? What the? I'm he's thinking like maybe for some reason Jack and uh, Richmond. Might have gone through the car, but uh, I look. I look through for the flashlight. I'm kind of like not too concerned about this right now. Does he see anyone around? Um, there's no one around, and the storm is. Excuse me. The storm is really bad, and you you're already soaked to the bone. You find your flashlight. It's there. Turn it on. Working fine. But there's no one else around that you can see. It shakes his head like grunt and just slams the slams the trunk and then runs back into the house so you and for our final scene before we finish (laughs) the code for tonight you run back into the foyer where you'd left professor keen alone with claire and they are gone Thank you so much for playing and thank you everyone in the audience for watching. I hope you very, very much enjoyed The Code. We will be back next week with the next exciting recording. So again, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you'd like to hear more of us, you can find more Call of Cthulhu, more Dungeon Dragons, um, and a whole load of other stuff on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much whatever you can find podcast. Um, as I previously said, next week we will return with more The Code, more Call of Cthulhu. Um, we've also got a whole other whole other ton of stuff coming out um if you can't wait till then please check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast for five dollars a month you get early access to everything and you get some patreon only releases including call of cthulhu and cult divinity lost very very much worth uh yeah checking out um i want to say a huge thank you to all our patrons we we actually couldn't do the show without you um so thank you so much and i want to welcome our newest patrons um thank you so much vincent demelzi maximilian wayland andrew farr heather w thank you so much kate falconer um kevin sulinen i'm sure i'm pronouncing that wrong i'm so sorry kevin matthias rodner or rodiner 
um, Brian Callers, Eye of the Beholder, John Arco. Thank you so much, DJ Shadow Penguin. Thank you, Nathan Gurin. Again, I apologize to everyone. I'm getting their names wrong. Thank you, Misty Tires, and thank you, Y4H, for joining our Patreon. Um, if you want to check out some of the music and sound effects we've used in the show, um, just please head over to battlebards.com and check out their stuff. Um, I also want to let you know that we, um, as I hope you already know, um, we have now started a whole new streaming channel on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash does it roll. Our current big project is a partnership with Wizards of the Coast. We are going through their brand new Rhyme of the Frostmaiden campaign. It's at uh, 8pm um British time um, on Sundays and um, you can also find us at 3pm EDT and midday Pacific um, so please come and check us out live we're doing all sorts of giveaways um, including copies of the book itself and some cool figures from WizKids um, and do check out our YouTube channel as well which should be linked in the show notes again thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very very soon with the next episode <laughs>